This morning I want to talk to you about something, an unusual prayer that happened in 1 Kings chapter 3 that we're going to read about today from the great King Solomon. And Solomon was a king that was known for his wisdom. But Solomon was also known because he was highly respected among the nations of the land. And even archaeologically, you can go and now, and there has been questions sometimes whether the Old Testament is a story full of lessons that, were, that are not necessarily true, but then there are stories that we believe that are true, that actually happened. And as you go through and you can read archaeological studies, as even recently in the recent years have been discoveries that have shown that Solomon was a real king and he had great influence over many lands and people. And today it's because of this prayer, of Solomon's prayer that we're going to read here today, that you can see why Solomon was such a respected king. And he's known because of other people who would come and visit him, queens and, and other leadership from other lands, and would see all that is happening in Israel because of Solomon. Solomon would go on to complete the building of the temple, and God would use him in great mighty ways, but it all happened because of this pivotal chapter right here in 1 Kings chapter 3, and we're going to read it this morning. If you have your Bible, you can follow along in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3. You're going to read this morning, Solomon loved the Lord. Now before we talk about the rest of this story, if you have your Bible, I encourage you, highlight that, circle that, underline it, whatever you got to do, because this is the most important factor in all of this, what we're going to talk about today, is that before Solomon even prayed, before he even went to the Lord, the Bible shows us he loved the Lord. goes on to say that he was walking in the statutes of his father David only. He sacrificed and offered incense at the high places, and the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the principal high place. And Solomon used to offer a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. And at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I should give you. Imagine this for a moment. Here is Solomon, and God appears to him a dream and says, Ask whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. It sounds like something that comes out of Aladdin or some fictional story. But this was a real event. And Solomon, God appeared to him in a dream and said, Ask what I should give you. Ask whatever I want and I'll grant it to you. And here Solomon begins to pray something that is really an incredible prayer. And he says, Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart to you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne today. And now, O oh Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. And although I am only a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of people whom you have chosen, a great people, so numerous that they cannot be numbered or counted. We'll pause there for a moment. Notice here that what Solomon has begun to do, the Bible shows us that he loves the Lord. But now he's beginning to pray. And as he's praying, he's talking about his weaknesses. You hear him for a moment. He honors the Lord for how he blessed David and his father. And now he's asking the Lord, God, I'm only a little child. 
I don't know how to go in. I don't come out. I don't really know what I'm doing, to paraphrase. And so he begins to pray, and he asks God. He responds to God's request. Ask what I should give you, and this is what he asks for. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil, for who can govern, between, uh, govern this your great people? Some translations say, give your servant wisdom to govern your people. And in verse 10, it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this, and God said to him, because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, I now do according to your word. Indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind, and no one like you has been before you, and no one like you shall arise after you. This morning, this is what I want to talk to you about today, is wisdom. Solomon was known for his wisdom. Solomon was known because he made decisions that were wise. Solomon was known as a wise king because he even went on to write two books in the Bible, one in his youth and one in his old age, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, that are considered books of wisdom. And it was wisdom that he asked for when God stood before him and said, give me wisdom. Grant me wisdom. I don't know what I'm doing. And the Lord was pleased because he didn't ask for more riches or wealth or a long life. He asked for wisdom. And as we're talking today, as we're reading here today, you're going to see that this wisdom that we're talking about is a different type of wisdom than what the world may understand as wisdom. And the Bible goes on later to explain the differences between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. That there is a difference, and we're going to study that a little bit more later on. And you'll notice here that after this story, you can read it sometime later, that there's a story that happens right after this prayer where Solomon's wisdom is put on display. And these two women come before Solomon and they, ask, uh, they make an accusation. One makes an accusation and says, during the night, this woman stole my baby and now she has my child. And she's standing there and the other woman, of course, is defending her case and says, no, I didn't steal her baby. This is my child. And this case is going on before Solomon. And you can only imagine now here they are fighting over this baby and the true mother is obviously missing her child because this woman kidnapped her child during the middle of the night and here they are standing before Solomon and Solomon does something that is unusual it's weird actually it doesn't make sense and he said bring me a sword and he said, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to paraphrase for you. He said, we're going to split the child in half. You take one half and you take the other. And the Bible says that the woman, the true mother, spoke up and said, no, just let her keep it. Just let her keep it. And Solomon knew in that moment, that's the real mother. And the Bible says this verse right here at the end of this occasion. And it says, all Israel heard of the judgment that the king had rendered. And they stood in awe of the king because they perceived, notice this, that the wisdom of God was in him to execute justice. They were in awe of Solomon because they perceived the wisdom of God was in him. You'll notice here that when God's wisdom was at work through Solomon's life, it wasn't about to glorify Solomon. It wasn't to honor Solomon. It was to demonstrate God's glory on earth. And as we're going to study this morning and understand, we're going to see today, and this is how I define wisdom, that wisdom is spiritual discernment from God to navigate the nuances of life. 
And isn't it true that life is full of just little nuances, little situations and circumstances that always come up and we got to figure out how to get through it. And if you're like me, I find myself like a deer in the headlights. I don't know what to do. They always come up every day. There are decisions, there are choices, there are circumstances that require us to make a, a decision or make a choice that is either going to help our life or hurt our lives. But the Bible shows us today, as we're going to see, that God desires to grant us wisdom that would help us to discern the proper path for our lives to navigate all of these tricky situations in life. And Solomon was certainly full of them. But Solomon sees this wisdom. It's demonstrated before all of the earth. And they understand because Solomon is wise, it's not because of him. It's because of God working through him. And so this morning I want to talk to you just a few things about wisdom today. The Bible is talks about wisdom over and over again. As we said a few moments ago, there are two books of the Bible dedicated to wisdom. But wisdom is also heavily talked about in the New Testament over and over again. God wants us to have wisdom in our lives. So we're going to read this morning in James chapter 1. And we'll be referring back to Solomon's life throughout this. But in James chapter 1, James is also talking about wisdom and how to help people that are dealing with trials. And this is James's main point, as we're going to see today. James's main point is this. He is talking to a group of believers, a church, that is facing economic persecution. They've been denied the, the economic help that they need to face poverty and famine. And so they are facing some very hard times. The government is overlooking them. They're not getting what they need. And so James is trying to help them. If you're going through a trial, here's what you ought to do. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given you. But ask in faith, never doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the doubter, being double-minded and unstable in every way, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord." Read this in context for a moment this morning. Imagine this. James is talking to this group of people, and they're going through a hard time. All of us go through trials, right? And just like these people, James understood that life is nothing but a series of trials. Trial after one trial. Maybe you get in through a season where it feels good, another trial comes along. It's trial after trial after trial. And when all of those trials get upon us, it is hard to navigate through life sometimes. It's hard to make the right decisions. But James tells them the secret... The key to navigating through trials is this. If you are lacking in wisdom, ask God. If you need help in making decisions through trials, ask God. And he goes on to tell them that God gives to all generously and ungrudgingly. As we're talking about wisdom today, it's important to understand that God has made wisdom available to all those who will ask him. The world often associates wisdom with age, and that's true. The Bible talks about wisdom comes with age through experiences and learning through life. But the Bible also talks about a wisdom that God gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, that he is willing to give to anybody who asks him. James later says in, in his writing that you have not because you ask not. And if you're lacking spiritual discernment to navigate life, could it be because we haven't asked God for wisdom? 
God is wanting to give wisdom to all those who will ask him. The trouble is, oftentimes, we never ask him. And if there's ever a time in our world where we need wisdom, it's right now. We need wisdom. We need wisdom to, na- to know what to do, how to do it, what, what would be pleasing to the Lord. We need wisdom, but you have to ask God. Now, we talk, James goes on to talk about wisdom, and, he's, and he talks to them, and he says you have to ask in faith, never doubting. And he calls the person who doubts, he uses this word, the, uh, an unstable person, like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed. And unstable refers to this condition of the person who is, because, she does not, because that person does not simply trust God for wisdom, finds himself or herself wavering and incapable of handling the stress created by opposition. And while it might refer to some type of instability that leads to apostasy, which means lead, leaving the faith, it more likely refers to the instability created by a lack of simply trusting God for wisdom to endure trials. Listen, this is where people fall off here. This is where people get misdirected, is when they're going through trials. This is where it's the hardest for people. When, they don't, when, when you're going through a trial, it's easy to make uh, haste decisions. It's easy to make decisions that when we're feeling the worst and going through the worst, we make decisions that can have permanent effect on our lives. And trials can be a difficult place for us if we're not careful. But James tells them that instead of being unstable and like someone who is trying to go here or there and maybe is going to eventually wander away, he tells them, trust God for his wisdom to endure your trial. Lean on God's wisdom to go through your trial. And this was what Solomon had to do when these two women came before him with the situation. He could have made a decision that would have went one way or another way, but instead he trusted in God's wisdom for his life. And the Bible shows us here today as we're talking about wisdom that it is God's will for us. Hear me today. It's God's will for us to live wise and discerning lives so that our lives might glorify him. It's not God's will that you go down a life that takes you down reckless paths of foolishness and takes you away from the Lord. That's not God's will for your life. God's will for your life is that His wisdom would help you live in a way to glorify Him, please Him, and honor Him. This was what Solomon did when he asked God for wisdom. The Bible says that the Lord was pleased with him. It's pleasing to the Lord when you and I seek wisdom from Him. God is honored by that. God is so delighted when you and I, instead of relying on our own understanding and trusting in ourselves, we go to God and we seek Him for His wisdom. Those are words that are also found in Proverbs 3. Words of wisdom. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways. Lean not on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord. Lean on God for wisdom and seeking direction to your life. And God takes great delight in that. God loves when you and I, instead of doing like Solomon, in our weakness, admitting, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how to get through this. But going to God and saying, Lord, I need your help. I need wisdom that can only come from God. Isn't it true we all go through situations in life that only God can get us through it? Only the wisdom that comes from God can get us through it. 
I remember when I was a youth pastor and have to t- would talk to teenagers and high school students about making decisions about what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. Where are they going to go to college? What trade school are they going to go in? What uh, family business are they going to continue? Try- and they're all confused trying to figure it out. But I want to show you today, the Bible shows us here this morning that God gives to all generously and ungrudgingly. And if you're stuck in life and you don't know where to go, you're at a crossroads, an intersection. Don't go on without God's wisdom, but pause there and ask God for his wisdom. And God's wisdom will guide us through those future nuances of life. I remember when I was getting ready to go to college and I was trying to make plans for my life. What's my degree program going to be? So many choices, so many things to do. And I thought I should go this way. It changed to this way and then another way. And I remember just so specifically as I was praying and asking the Lord, God, I need help. I don't know what to do. I think I should go this way, but I'm not sure. And I remember the Lord just one day speaking to me and telling me the way that I was supposed to go. And you know what? In my mind, that was the last option. That was the option that I didn't want to go down. That was the option that was contrary to what I was thinking. And it was the choice that ultimately I ended up making. And as I look back, I think, God, that was the wisest decision. That wasn't my decision. That was wisdom that only came from God. And years in the moment, it didn't make sense. It seemed confusing. It seemed, uh, God, I don't know. This is right. But now looking back years later, that was wisdom that comes from God. And listen, God's wisdom will never fail you. God's wisdom will always lead you to his plan for your life, to his best will for your life, and show you where you ought to go. We have to trust God for wisdom for trials and ask him for it. You have not because you ask not. We have wisdom for trials. The Bible also teaches us that there is wisdom to know God. We're going to read here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and kind of there's this, really this section that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 2, and 3. I encourage you to read it sometime where Paul is talking about the wisdom of the world versus God's wisdom. And what's amazing here is Paul is addressing a bunch of people. Watch this. They think they've got it all together. They think they're wise in their own eyes. They think that they know it all. They think that they're better. That they think that they're going to get through life. But Paul shows them something and he insults them, really. And he points out to them and he tells them, this type of wisdom is foolishness. Now, can you imagine for a moment, this is one of those circumstances I would have loved to be present when this letter was read. Because here Paul is addressing a bunch of know-it-alls and he calls them foolish because they think they've got it all together. And he tells them this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. He says, the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are saved, who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. So then notice what he asks here. Remember, this is a bunch of of people who think they're wise in their own minds. He says, where is the one who is wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? In the world's mind, wisdom it seems like the best of the best. And people boast about it. I'm wise. I know. I've got this all under my belt. But you're going to see here today that the worldly wisdom is foolishness to God. He says, for since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. 
Worldly wisdom doesn't understand God. But then you're going to see this. God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Did you see that? Paul said this, Christ is the power of God and is the wisdom of God. Christ is the wisdom of God revealed on earth. He goes on to say, for God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. You'll see this here as we're reading this, that the goal of all spiritual wisdom, all the spiritual wisdom that God wants you to have, is the awareness that God alone saves. God alone transforms life now and in the future. Thus, true spiritual wisdom looks beyond itself to its source, who is God. As we understand here today, all wisdom comes from God. And if you're going to lead a life that is honoring and pleasing to the Lord, it's going to be relying on that wisdom. Wisdom that leads us to know God. Paul goes on and later says, we speak God's wisdom. We speak about God's wisdom. Notice what he's doing once again. It's not us. I'm not talking to you. It's God's wisdom. He goes on and he says there, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he tells them, my preaching, it's not with wise and persuasive words. It's with the power of the Spirit so that your faith isn't put in man. It's put in God who's at work. Spiritual wisdom will always lead us to know God and His will for our lives. When you ask God for His wisdom, when you seek the Lord and trust Him, it is always going to lead you to know Him greater and to get you in His will for, his li for your life. God is not going to give you wisdom that takes you away from Him. And God's not going to give you wisdom to do anything that's contrary to His Word. And God's not going to give you wisdom that would help you lead away from the will that He has for your life. Paul goes on to later to say, notice this, he says, Eye has not seen, an ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. These things God reveals to us by His Spirit. Isn't that amazing? That God reminds us here today that if you want to know God's plan for your life, it comes from the Father. It comes from His wisdom. And there's not an eye that has seen it. And there's not an ear that has heard about it. And there's not even putting somebody to the heart of someone. The things that God has prepared for those who love Him, it comes from living in a walking life with the Spirit. You need wisdom every day of your life. I need wisdom. Not, not for a big decision coming up, but I need wisdom to make it through this afternoon. I need wisdom so God could help me lead a life that would be pleasing and honoring to Him. And it comes through the help of the Holy Spirit working inside of us. Paul goes on later on in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and he teaches them about gifts of the Spirit. Remember, he's talking to people who think they're wise in their own minds. And he tells them, wisdom is a gift that comes from the Spirit. It's when the Holy Spirit is working through you. That is wisdom that is coming from the Father. The world doesn't understand that. The world doesn't have that. It only comes from God. 
And it's, you see this morning as we're talking about this, that the wisdom God wants for your life, the type of wisdom that would lead you and guide you to the best place that God wants you to be and show up in the will that He has for your life is by completely leaning on His wisdom. The world says that the message of the cross is foolishness. But to God, it is the message and the power of God unto salvation. And listen, I, I encourage you and beg you today, if you're in a place where you need wisdom in your life, you've got a, some decisions, you've got some choices to make, don't rely on the wisdom that says the message of the cross is foolishness. Rely on the wisdom that says that's my salvation. That's where my help comes from. That's all that I need is in God. And Jesus is the wisdom of God for my life. God wants to give you wisdom to know Him, to walk closer to Him, to follow after Him. The type of wisdom that says, God, I'm struggling, I'm fighting, but the wisdom from the Spirit says, go get in the Bible, read, learn about me. The type of wisdom that says, pray, seek out company of discernment, wisdom in a multitude of counselors. The type of wisdom that when you're walking in the Spirit, it drives you to the Lord. That's what God's wisdom does for you. It pushes you closer to Him. And so Paul said, we speak God's wisdom. Eye hasn't seen it, ear hasn't heard it, it hasn't entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them who love Him. What a promise you have from the Lord today. The world doesn't understand that. But God's wisdom for you, He has a plan for your life. It's wisdom to know God. Wisdom for trials. And we're going to read this last point here today in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Wisdom because God cares. And here is Solomon writing, once again, words of wisdom. Wise words, wise, wise words, words that came from God. And he says this, for the Lord gives wisdom. Notice the first thing he says here this morning, and we've been saying it over and over again. Wisdom comes from God. You're not going to get it out of a textbook. The type of wisdom to navigate life, you're not going to get it just at the store. The type of wisdom that we're talking about today comes from God to direct your life. No textbook knows how you ought, your life ought to be. God only knows the plan for your life. God knows the steps for your life. Maybe someone helps you and guides you, and spiritual discernment is found in a multitude, wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. That's good. That's the brothers and sisters working together about the wisdom of God. But remember this morning, wisdom comes from God. The Lord gives wisdom, and from His mouth came knowledge and understanding. And begin to watch what the Bible says. Solomon, he's writing about this wisdom, and I love how he puts this down. He says he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blamelessly. And he guards the paths of justice and preserving the way of his faithful ones. Wisdom because God cares. You'll see here that when Solomon is writing about wisdom, he says that God is storing up wisdom for you. God is guarding you. God is preserving your path. God is preserving your way. And you see this, that God is wanting to give us wisdom because He cares about you. God is wanting to give you wisdom because He wants to defend you. He wants to protect you. He wants you to follow away uh, because he, you are His chill, child, His faithful one. He wants to help you have wisdom stored up for you because you're living a life that is honoring for you. 
And I love that Solomon recorded this because it came out of that place where he said, Solomon loved the Lord. And because Solomon loved the Lord, he understood and he knew that this wisdom God gives, it's because he loves me. It's because he wants to preserve my path. He doesn't want danger to take me over. He doesn't want me to take a detour that's unnecessary. It's because he cares for me. So he tells them, he's a shield. He's watching out for you. And that's exactly what godly wisdom is, is it's God watching out for you. It's God caring for you, even when you don't have it in yourself to do it. Even when I don't know what to do, it's God because he does. It's God because he's almighty, he's all-knowing. And if it's God who's almighty and all-knowing, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, all the things you want to put before God, if it's God who has all of that, then wouldn't it make sense that we go to the God who has it all and ask God for that wisdom? to guide us, to lead us. It's not God's will that anyone in this room should go down a path that is contrary to Him. But God wants to give you wisdom because He cares for your life, because He knows what's best for you, because He is above all and sees all and through all and in all, and He is wanting to you lead you to His will for your life. I want to ask the musicians to come. Wisdom for trials, wisdom to know God, and wisdom because God cares. And I want to leave you with this. If you know about the life of Solomon, you know that Solomon, he was the wisest man in all the world. But his wisdom waned. Wisdom wanes. After some time of doing wisdom and having wisdom and executing decisions that were honoring and pleasing to the Lord, you're going to notice here today that Solomon, even the wisest man in all the earth, there was a, fa there was a flaw. There was a problem. Remember that first verse we read this morning? It said this, Solomon loved the Lord. Solomon loved the Lord. And it was because Solomon loved the Lord, he asked God for wisdom. And you go and you read in the last chapters of Solomon's life, 1 Kings chapter 11 and 12, you can read about Solomon's end. And the Bible says this about Solomon, that he began to bring in all of these women and marry them, oh, many, many, and with that came all of these idols from foreign nations and began to have idols coming in before him. The Bible says this about Solomon. This was the beginning, the mark, the beginning of Solomon's leadership. Solomon loved the Lord, but the great flaw of it all at the end of his life, at the end of his leadership was this. And Solomon clung to these, speaking of the idols, in love. You see, wisdom comes to the person who loves the Lord and ask him. Even though Solomon had all of the wisdom that God could possibly give him, even though he could make great decisions, the one thing he had to get there, a love for the Lord, he lost in the end. And he began to love other idols and other things more than the Lord. And there was the great fall of Solomon. Wisdom wanes. And the type of wisdom that we're talking about this morning is a daily filling, a daily life of depending and leaning on the Lord, trusting in Him. If Solomon only would have heeded his own words, trust in the Lord and acknowledge Him in all of your ways. Solomon didn't do that. He waned in his wisdom. He lost his first love for the Lord. And this morning, I want to encourage you today. If you'll learn in your life to just make it your prayer to love the Lord and depend on Him and ask for His wisdom, God will guide your life.
He'll direct your steps. Don't make decisions without God's wisdom. Don't go down paths without God's wisdom. Cling to the Lord in love. Not to anything else, but love the Lord with all of your heart. And God is pleased with that. Isn't it wonderful to know that the thing, if you want to please God, this morning you want to please God, you want God to look down at you and smile and He's pleased with you, ask Him for wisdom. Tell Him this morning, I can't do it on my own, Lord. I need your help. I don't know the decisions I ought to make. I need your wisdom. And He'll tell you something, God is so pleased with that. It's the type of wisdom that has when a parent has their child come to them and says, Dad, Mom, I don't know what to do. Please help me. And doesn't that father or mother take some sense of pride to know that's my child. They came to me. And you know what? God gives wisdom because he cares for you. Would you stand with me this morning? Just right where you're at, would you just close your eyes with me? Remember this morning. The Lord gives wisdom. He is a shield to those who walk blamelessly and guarding the paths of justice. As James said, you have not because you ask not. This morning you're here and you're in a trial. You need wisdom. You've got a decision to make and you don't know what to do. Can I just encourage you this morning to go to God and ask Him? Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Just trust Him. God, I need your wisdom. Do like Solomon did in the beginning. Love Him with all of your heart. Admit your weaknesses. And then say, God, I need wisdom today. And how God delights to give. What did He say? Generously and ungrudgingly. God is a generous God. God is a generous God that He wants to give you wisdom this morning. If you'll just ask Him today. Just right where you're at. Would you just call to Him? It's right where you're at this morning. God, I need wisdom. This morning, maybe you're like Solomon in the later days of his life, and you don't love the Lord with all of your heart. You've loved other things, and it's brought about great pain to your life. Can I just encourage you this morning to fall in love with the Lord again? Just love Him again with all of your heart. Repent. Come to Him. God, I'm sorry. I need your help. I need your wisdom. I come to you, your son. He's the power of God and the wisdom of God. Just call to him right there, right where you're at. We're just pausing here for a moment. God, we need wisdom. Collectively, Lord, we need wisdom. We need direction and help today, God. We don't know what we ought to do, Lord. But Lord, what your word promises us that if we'll trust in you and acknowledge you, Lord, you'll grant us wisdom, Father. Lord, we ask you of wisdom today, Father. God, this morning I want to pray for my friends who are through in trials, Lord. They don't know what to do. They've got to make a choice, a decision. They need help, God. They need godly wisdom, not the type of wisdom that the world says the cross is foolishness, but the type of wisdom that says that's my salvation. I pray today, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, Father. Holy Spirit, fill them with wisdom today and help guide them today, Lord. Father, for my friend who's at a crossroads, an intersection of their life, and they don't know where to go or what to do next, I pray today, God, that you would give them wisdom as they wait, as they pray, God. Fill them with your wisdom, Lord. Help them, God, to lead a life that will glorify you, please you, Lord, and lead them to your will. God, I thank you today for your wisdom. As the choir comes this morning, you need prayer.
want to invite you just come stand at the front we'd love to pray with you the Bible teaches us there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors there's nothing wrong with taking a brother or sister and saying oh would you pray for me I need God's wisdom maybe you want to kneel right where you're at that's fine too just pray this morning depend on the Lord today ask him for wisdom how it pleases God when we do let's sing this morning.